Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We are working our way through the Gospel of John. We're beginning chapter 3 today. This is episode 82, and we're looking at John chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Let's read the passage together. There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform these signs unless God were with him. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How can anyone be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked him. Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Well, there is some deep theological truths here. Jesus is encountering this guy, Nicodemus. We don't know much about Nicodemus other than what we see here in the, in the Gospel of John. We have no other information about him. It says that uh, he was a Pharisee. We know something about the Pharisees. We talked about them some time back. It was the Pharisees who seemed to be the ones really intent on quizzing John the Baptist when the delegation from Jerusalem was there. The Pharisees were very legalistic. They believed the Bible, the Old Testament. They believed all the Old Testament scriptures and the oral tradition that had passed down. They were very, very detailed about following the law. And to them, that's how you served God. You followed the law. So they're very studious, very much uh, uh, desirous to be holy, to do what God required. And this man, Nicodemus, is a Pharisee. He was a ruler of the Jews. This means he was probably part of the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin was the council of ruling Jews. It was a council of 70, and it comprised both the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The Sadducees were more tied up with the the work of the temple, while the Pharisees were more involved in in the work of the synagogues. And they they didn't get along well together. They had a lot of disagreements. The the Sadducees did not believe in any resurrection, where the Pharisees did. They believed there would be a resurrection from God. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus and says, He came to him at night. Now, John loves dual meanings, and John has certain themes that he likes to to bring in. Now, the Gospel of John is an incredible work. It is an incredible gospel. And we often give it to people as uh, for, for new believers to say, read the Gospel of John. And, and that is good, because it is so full of just the, 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 the plain, basic truth. It is easy to read. Yet, the more you peel it away and get into it, you realize the the amazing literary techniques that John uses and just the, uh, the some of the hidden things. And by hidden, I, I just mean subtle the things he brings out. Like here, he came to him at night. Well, you just read this and say, okay, Nicodemus is a, a well-known, highly respected Jewish leader. He wants to go talk to Jesus. He had better do it at night so that nobody sees him. And that is true, and that is the plain reading of it. But John uses this this theme of light 
and dark. We saw that big in the prologue about Jesus was the one who brought the light into the dark world. We'll see that uh, in just a few verses uh, in a day or two when we uh, go on to see this big play between light and dark, good and bad, and, and Jesus bringing the light into the dark. So this man came to him at night. Yes, so that nobody would see him, but also there's this subtle play that John uses that Nicodemus is in the dark. Nicodemus does not know the truth. And so he comes at night because he is in the dark. But he comes at night also because that's, he doesn't want anybody to see him. So he comes and says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher. Now, Nicodemus is a highly respected teacher who has devoted his life to studying the word of God. That he would call Jesus Rabbi, is he just being polite or does he have a degree of respect for him? But he says, we know your teachers come from God. For no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. So Nicodemus is at least open enough to see what is plainly true. Nobody can do the things that Jesus is doing were God not with him. And this is back to the idea of the signs. Jesus did signs so that people would believe, but when demanded, give us a sign, Jesus always said, no, the sign you'll get is the sign of Jonah. When I die and put in the tomb and come out three days later, that's the sign. So Jesus has been doing signs. Nicodemus has either witnessed them or heard a lot about them, and he heard it enough that he believes it is true. So he comes to Jesus and says, nobody can do these things unless God were with him. So Nicodemus believes something. And here we have this uh, idea, people believe, but what do they believe? Just as last time we saw, Jesus didn't believe their belief. So Nicodemus here believes something. He believes that Jesus is a miracle worker. He believes Jesus is is from God. But he certainly doesn't believe He's the Messiah, but we'll work on him. We'll check back with him in several chapters. Jesus replied in verse 3, Truly I tell you, now this is this phrase that John uses a lot, truly I tell you. The literal translation here is, Amen, amen, I say to you. And, And he says this whenever he's about to say something important. Not that he ever says anything that's not important, but it says, you know, he basically says, write this down. So truly I tell you, amen, amen, I say to you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, just a, a quick note here, a little play on words here. We don't see it so much in the English, but uh, in verse 2, where Nicodemus says, no one could perform these signs. Literally, it's no one is able to perform these signs. And where Jesus responds in verse 3, he uses that word able again. He says, unless someone's born again, he is not able to see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus says, no one's able to do what you're doing. Jesus says, well, no one's able to see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. So he kind of echoes that able. But here we first see this phrase, born again. It's, well, it, it is what it says, you know, it's born again. To be born 
once again. And unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Another quick note here. John uses kingdom of God here in verse 3 and again in verse 5. That's the only place in his gospel he uses the phrase kingdom of God. Where the other three gospels use it a lot. Matthew calls it kingdom of heaven. But kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God used a lot in the, in the other gospels. John only uses it right here in verse 3 and 5. John usually talks about eternal life. It's just a, an interesting uh, change in, uh, in the discussion here. Nicodemus says, I obviously hear from God since you're doing all these amazing signs. Jesus says, well, you can't see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. And Nicodemus responds, how can anyone be born when he's old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born? Well, i got to somewhat sympathize with Nicodemus. This is strange talk. And, uh, you know, if Jesus were to appear to us and say something like that, we would probably respond similarly. Born again? What do you mean? That doesn't, how, how does that work? Then in verse 5, Jesus answered again. He uses, truly I tell you, amen, amen, I say to you, write this down. Unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, this is a, a big spiritual truth right here. Unless he's born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Then in verse 6, he says, whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. There's a lot of debate on here. What does this mean, born of water and the Spirit? Some say he's referring to natural birth and spiritual birth. Well, but then in verse 6, he makes a distinction here. That which is natural is natural, and that which is spirit is spirit. So I, I, I tend to reject that idea that he's not talking about natural birth and spiritual birth, although he is saying being born again. But he's focusing on what that born again means. He's not including the firstborn in here. Some say it's referring to baptism because we had just seen John the Baptist doing baptisms. And perhaps the, the idea there is the repentance that John the Baptist was calling for people. Until there's repentance in the Spirit. Maybe. It, it's hard to say exactly. Um, but remember, Nicodemus is a very learned Jewish leader. He knows stuff. He has spent his life studying the law, studying the scripture, studying the oral tradition. Jesus knows this stuff better than Nicodemus does. And I think Jesus is using uh, some of that, that deep stuff back on Nicodemus. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36, verses 25 and 26, God says, I will also sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So here he's speaking of sprinkling with water and a new spirit. This idea of water and spirit is, is not an unknown thing to Nicodemus. This idea of water being used for purification and along with that a new spirit. It's not Bible, but this stuff would have probably been known to Nicodemus. The Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, you're probably familiar with Dead Sea uh, Scrolls uh, 1QS. This is the Manual of Discipline. It says, 
for it's through the spirit of true counsel concerning the ways of man that all his sins shall be expiated, and he may contemplate the light of life. He shall be cleansed from all his sins by the spirit of holiness united him to his truth. Here this cleansing and spirit together. And his inequity will be expiated by the spirit of uprightness and humility. Here we see spirit again. And when his flesh is sprinkled with purifying water and sanctified by cleansing water, it shall be made clean by the humble submission of his soul to the precepts of God. Now, there, it's just an example of this uh, linking together of purifying water and spirit, spirit of God. So I think, you know, that's probably what Jesus means here. The point here is he's really talking about regeneration. You've got to become new. You've got to be cleansed from sin and born via the Holy Spirit, born again. So first, write this down. Unless someone's born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus again says, write this down. Unless someone's born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And my understanding of the water and Spirit, I don't think he's talking about Christian baptism because that wasn't around for Nicodemus. But this idea of being purified of sin and born via the Spirit, a spiritual birth. That's what being born again is. Well, next time we'll continue and uh, see more of this interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.